0: Tyson and Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tyson and
1: Wrestling podcast, wrestling podcast, and fights, and fights, wrestling podcast, wrestling podcast, and fights, and fights. You know what that song is? I did it so well. Welcome to <laughs> Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Shoo- I'm the Halfa Love. Lub- <laughs> Shit. I'm the Halfa Lubcademy, Hal Lublin. Fantastic. Uh, thank you! <laughs> Shoosh, please! <laughs> and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Dan Slam, Danielle Radford. That sounds like that would be my OnlyFans name. <laughs> <laughs> top 0.01%. <laughs> yeah, top 0.01%. Zero one
2: point five.
1: <laughs> 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 that's right. Well, let's not split hairs, please. It's Friday, and you kelked up. You kelked up, Lindsay Kelk. Kelking up all over the place.
3: Kelkin all over town. That's me. <laughs> that's that's me. Just, just going around kelkin. Going around kelkin. Kelkin on. That's that's what you got to do. Kelk it up.
1: <laughs> Lindsay's gonna kelk.
3: Kelks are gonna kelk. That's there's gonna one cal- thing cal- I know. That's true. Can't stop a kelk from Kelkin. <laughs> Can't stop <a> kelking. <laughs> it's great. It just it goes on.
1: I'm finally back. What did I miss? Two weeks? Just last
3: week? Two (laughs) weeks. A thousand years in wrestling
1: time. I missed a lot. I know um, I heard something happened with AEW that night. I do hear that without a lot of people there that folks are getting along. And I would assume that to be true. I've heard the term addition by subtraction thrown around. (laughs) And that may apply to one person. It may apply to multiple people. But certainly I'm sure... If you have favorites on the roster that are not among four people who are not allowed to show up for a while, that you are rolling in it like a pig in slop, and I'm happy for you. And if you're sad those people are gone, I'm sad for you. But this is what happens when human beings are put in charge of anything. (laughs) Human beings are fallible, and they don't all have the same skill set. Some are very good at what they do as performers and very bad at business. Some are very good at business and are very bad performers. Some of them have a lot of family money. We all have different (laughs) skills that we apply to our everyday lives. And I think competition is a healthy thing. I'm enjoying my WWE renaissance. And if you are enjoying what AEW is putting out right now, I could not be happier for you.
2: All they need (laughs) is they need to, like when I volunteered for Planned Parenthood Teen Council when I was a kid, and in order for us to build a bond with each other, Mm -hmm. they had us go out into the woods and do a ropes course. And so we did a ropes course and we did trust exercises. Basically, I just think that all of the writers and all of the creative and everybody in charge of AEW needs to recreate that scene from Pitch Perfect 2. That's all I want. You just want to see them doing trust (laughs) falls in the middle of the ring. Like, that's yes. why yes. I, I want them to go into the woods and I want them to film. And it's the one time where I'm like, something that should be on the show should actually be on being the elite.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. It could happen. I want you never it. know. Anything could happen it. week to week. I mean, look, there's a lot to be happy about. If you are a wrestling fan, yes. AEW had a very strong show. I enjoyed all of WWE's program. I continue to enjoy storylines up and down the card, I continue to enjoy all of the little moments that are created. Even this batshit crazy QR Mm -hmm. code thing. First of all, they don't really talk about it. They're playing White Rabbit at all their live events.
2: And apparently have been for like a month or so.
1: Yeah, they've been playing that. That just sort of leaks out. They don't talk about it on the television show. They don't say, well, this weekend in Tuscaloosa, the crowd heard White Rabbit, which is, that's like, see what we're doing? We're doing a clever thing and we're hinting. Instead, at 9.23 p.m., they have someone walk through the crowd with a card that has a QR code on it. And like you might look at it and go like, oh, that's somebody's like car washing business or something, like their Herbalife site. Which is what
3: I assumed. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, someone's being sneaky and clever. I assumed it was, you know, I've heard there are other wrestling podcasts. And I assumed what? it was one of us motherfuckers
1: of doing that.
3: I don't.
2: There's no way.
1: No. Hold on. I got to do more research. Let me check
2: Wikipedia because I don't think that's yeah. right. Let so, me Google that for you. <laughs> so wrestling I go on
1: Twitter where I go for all my information because I'm so young and (laughs) I see that people have already scanned it and said, here's where it goes. And I go to the website and it's, it's the hangman saying you did this. And it struck me how smart it was because they're, they're showing a restraint that very few companies show when they do anything online. Because the, the, the instinct when you are Mm. a company and you are trying to get something to go viral or create, buzz or word of mouth is to like put out press releases and do interviews about it and call it out everywhere you can but they're not doing that they relied on people on the internet to start talking about it themselves and in that way it is a it is a big success
3: yeah whoever was in charge of this is very smart because like you Mm -hmm. say the instinct very often from corporate Uh, entities whenever they are trying to create a viral or buzz moment is to hammer you over the head with it. But the actual legitimate Mm -hmm. way to make it successful is to go authentic with it and let it spread. Like, trust that your audience is engaged. You know that a WWE audience is online. We know that uh, wrestling fans are very big into social media. They're not going to let that go by. They're not going to miss it. Uh, And the fact that they are being so clever and subtle with it is what makes it a success because... It feels real now. It feels like we
1: discovered it. Happens tonight. It,
3: yeah, it reminds me very much of like both the combination of those
2: like um not that 999, but those old like PlayStation mm-hmm. 9 9999 ads. It reminds me very much of when Jericho was going to come out and folks hadn't quite like figured out what the Y2J mm-hmm. thing was yet and it was just like a mm-hmm. countdown. Yeah, When you're confident that what you're going to do isn't going to blow up in your face, you can do things like this that are subtle and make us work for it. Because I was talking about this. I don't remember if it was the last podcast or the podcast before about how like, man, there is nothing that we as wrestling fans love more than to be like, I got your number. I figured this out. I love that yeah. shit, too. And I make fun of it because I think that sometimes we do reaches. But like, obviously, I like being right, too. It was so well done. The fact that like it's a hangman this is a a bunny. The first thing that like because there are like just like in the game of hangman, they are playing and like choosing letters that don't go in there. But the first five letters they choose that aren't the ones that are in the thing are the word demon. So like they know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Oh, yeah, it's multiple layers. It's so clever. It's so clever. It's very la- yeah. it's very layered. It's very worth your time to go check out. It's very very quick, but it's also I love the speculation because, yes, everyone assumes it's going to be Bray. And obviously, like, at this point, if it's not Bray, it, it might be a problem. Yeah. Who, but who is it? it is very possible that it could be Karrion Cross because he was like the white rabbit was his gimmick in um mm-hmm. Luch- I Which is funny because I said it as like a joke. I was like, well, what if that's Paul London's rabbit tribe and we're all being worked marks? Then what? Yeah,
3: because it also has the hourglass in the corner of the screen, too. Right. So yes. there is a double bluff in there. It's uh we have no idea. We have no idea, and I am we have so no idea. into it. Because <laughs> I'm wondering if, it, like, maybe it's
2: a new. Maybe Bray comes back, and like, this is part of a new stable. Who knows? I, as someone who was very into the Rabbit Tribe on Lucha Underground, as everyone here knows, I was. We had like a whole section when, uh, Lindsay, I think this was before you came on. We had a whole section that would just be like, and Danielle, what happened in Lucha Underground? And no one else would watch it. So it would just be me saying the most batshit out of context stuff ever. And everyone else in the room being like, I don't understand any of the words you just (laughs) said. I'm like, no, but the lady licked the man and that means that he's cursed. And then the big dude came out and then they went back
3: into the guy's office and there's like a magic rock and just you have to trust me. I miss it. (laughs) I miss it every day. Ricochet is there. I went to a a Lucha Underground taping uh, and my cat went missing and I had to leave early and uh, I was waiting for my Uber to come collect me so I could go look for my cat. And uh, Ricochet was stood outside smoking a substance and I apparently looked very concerned because he offered it to me, which is why I will love him forever. He was like, you okay? You want some of this? And I'm like, oh, thank you, but I'm okay.
1: (laughs) I mean, I would love, well, in the text thread, it will be there immediately. I'll be at dinner tonight and I'll get the, it's blah, 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 because Julian is watching it on like some weird Canadian do feed. Do you,
3: I'm curious if it is Bray and, or if it is Bray and Carrion together, how would you feel about that? Because I don't think Carrion needs a Bray, but the idea of Carrion no. and Bray together is interesting to me because their gimmicks are close enough, occulty enough right. that I could see it, but I just don't know how that dynamic would work.
1: I love carrying cross by himself. I really I like, like how they're handling him. Right? And I don't, yeah, he, either Lone Wolf or he has to be the leader of yeah. something. And he can't be the leader of something that he Bray Wyatt is also. Yeah. He does yeah. get instantly nerfed. He would get instantly nerfed if he's He gets with instantly nerfed. And Bray Wyatt, like, as much as I enjoyed the family, they were always better on their, like, you know. Mm-hmm.
3: The, he, I love the original family. I loved the OG Wyatt family. I felt like once it it started to evolve, it lost some of its uh, shine.
1: The tag matches that they had, uh, that Harper mm-hmm. and Rowan had with the Usos, oh, again, when they were
3: Bludgeon was, Brothers, they were so great. They were oh very my god, good.
1: they were they were incredible together. Really, really great tag team, mm-hmm. and and it was great. You know, he elevated them, and then they spun off on their own. But there's no the weird thing with with Bray Wyatt. As much as I have enjoyed. Almost every iteration of what he's done is like, I don't know what the end game is. It just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And there's nowhere, there's nowhere to go until he just like turns into a mist that wrestles people in the rain.
2: <laughs> he just you becomes I mean? the happening where you just like see yes. like the ring posts move and it's like, <gasps> and then people just start like suddenly throwing themselves and doing topes. Yes. Um, I wonder if maybe it could be that they are hinting that that will be who he is feuding with. He has come in to be like, "Look, this is this is my house. Um, like this is This is my this <laughs> creepy corner." Yeah. So, like maybe. That could also be it. Is him being like, "Oh, you think you're this? No, I'm the creepy one. No, I'm the person." Ha- happy spooky the- season, everybody! <laughs> happy spooky season! But most importantly, <laughs> whatever horcrux is in
3: Alexa, can- we got to take that out of her. Yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just drop the doll. Not too, Just drop yeah. the fucking doll. Like I
1: selling too I much. No,
3: and I don't selling understand it.
1: People stop buying the doll. Buy her t-shirts instead.
3: Yeah. Anything. Please, go yeah. Get
1: merch that supports Alexa, but with the doll can be retired. Yeah, I it, it needs it's, to go. I mean it lasted about it's years longer than it should yeah. have. I hate Bray coming in to challenge Karrion Cross as I'm the person who does this weird thing. There's no scenario where that doesn't nerf carrying yeah. Cross. No. Unless Carrying Cross K- beats him. Carrying Cross is, is exactly where he needs to be which is this outsider who's sort of coming for the title, but first he's going to get rid of Drew McIntyre, who's the chosen one. Like, it's almost a clearer version of what Bray was initially. Because mm. Bray was always kind of cryptic. So you you sort of got the gist of what he was going after and what the motivation was, but it was all really weird Sister Abigail, whole created world thing, which was fine. But Karen Cross feels a lot more like I am... He feels a lot more like a Thanos, like I'm the inevitable force Mm. that's going to exert my will. And you are. No, that's a really good point. You're the one who was chosen, but now I'm going to destroy you and show everybody. No, that's a good point. Your time is up.
2: That's what's so great about this is like speculation.
1: Yeah, this is the GTV of our time. <laughs> it's the Who's, fun of whose doing cameras it? are those?
3: I know, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah, congrats <laughs> to whoever put up a fucking QR code and then got us to talk about it for 15 straight minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously.
1: Worked. So Logan Paul comes out on SmackDown yes. to challenge Roman Reigns at the show we will not name and will not watch. We never do. For, for, very, for many reasons. But they are trying so hard to make him a baby face. The crowd is booing him. Crowd does not like him. He's not a likable person.
0: Mm-mm.
1: He is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I don't care if if Ricochet daps him up on the way to the to the ring or whatever, fist bumps him. Like, he, sorry, he's a heel. Yeah. He is a natural hero. He is the Miz level heel yeah. that you dream of having on your roster. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who who is can get nuclear heat anywhere he goes, and it's not too far of a turn to. To get it there, I just, I...
3: I feel like <sighs> it's just a, what they're trying to do to make the Roman match work. I don't think anyone's under any illusion yeah. that he can be a true babyface, even in his Mania no. match. sure. In SummerSlam stuff. Like, I feel like, at best, he's an anti-hero, you know? Like, at best, he's we're cheering yeah. for him because we don't like the other guy. but Or we're cheering for him because we're being, <laughs> like, surprisingly impressed at his skill set. I, mm-hmm. I do, like you say, Miz is such a good comp because I find him so compelling. I mean, when they first started bringing the Paul brothers into this nonsense, I was furious. I was like, get him away from Sammy. Like, get away from him, you bitch. Like, I was so upset. <laughs> yeah. It made me so mad. Get a job. Like, yeah, get a job. <laughs> Leave her alone. Um, <laughs> I wanted no part of it. And to his credit, which it pains me to say, I... I find him so compelling. I can't not watch him when he's on my screen. He has insane charisma. He is so composed. Like, you put him in a ring opposite the whole bloodline. Like, you put him in a ring with Paul Heyman, and I'm still looking at him, and he's Mm -hmm. holding his own, and he never looks flustered. And I don't know if this is because he got that, doctor to say that he got a brain injury when he played football in high school and has no empathy center in his brain maybe it's related maybe he's a sociopath
2: (laughs) i wish i didn't know i wish i didn't get that reference right it's very
3: hard to say but his ability to retain his composure in these high stakes moments is what sets him above other celebrities in the ring what sets him above Newer wrestlers when they come in the ring, he just isn't phased ever, and it is so compelling to watch. But it is not a babyface move.
1: Can I run something past you real yes, quick, please? That I said in your absence, we were talking. I think this was post SummerSlam, Danielle. I know you are a huge Bad Bunny fan, and this is the statement that <laughs> I made a, after that after that event. Bad Bunny is a really good wrestler. Like if you're comparing the two, Bad Bunny is a great wrestler. Logan Paul is a great superstar. Because he's he yes. more of a complete package Like you want to see him back on TV Bad Bunny it's fun when he shows up Because you know that he's totally. dedicated well, to it And is going to put on a really good show But like I have no desire to see I, I don't um, know what his Bad character Bunny, is outside of he is Bad Bunny Well no
3: Bad Bunny feels a little bit more Like the Stephen Amell where it's like just someone Who's a super fucking fan yes, And gave their whole heart and soul Into giving a good performance But you could see in his eyes it's Bad Bunny he's one of the most famous successful men In the entire world Yes and you can see in his eyes, he's just fucking thrilled to be there and to be part of it. And he just wants to hug everybody and get selfies because he's a mark like the rest of us. Yes. But that's why we love him. Right. He is us to the nth degree. And mm-hmm. that's why he's so fantastic. Logan Paul is not us. Yes. Logan Paul is not <laughs> one of us. And that is both a great thing and a fact. But I think that is what sets him apart. Like you say, he is a superstar. He's, he's a performer. I see him... I don't even see him as a celebrity there anymore. I just see him slotting right in. And, you know, Roman is a bad guy that we love. Logan Paul is a good guy that we hate, which Mm -hmm. gives us a really fun dynamic to this match. I I wish I could watch it, but I can't. But I look forward to seeing it in GIF form on the internet. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Before we talk about AEW, I I sent a text last night. I was like, does anybody know the last time the US... Championship felt important, and we traced it back to Just John all. Cena's run mm-hmm. in the summer of 2015. I think that I was. I do feel like 2016? I
3: wanted to interject, but I didn't. But I did feel like I loved mm. Kevin Owens's run when Kevin Owens was the face of America. That was
1: mm-hmm. that was during but, that run, wasn't it? Didn't, didn't wasn't he the one who took it oh off my. of him?
3: God, oh, no, was it, so was it, was it, <laughs> it was Del Rio uh, who took it, it off of
1: him. It was Del Rio who took it off. But that was that
3: was the last time I remember like loving it. Yeah. Cuz I was looking forward to him coming out every week. But that does speak more to Kevin Owens than the actual championship, and I will I will grant you.
1: Yeah, like the the IC title was the workers belt initially. Now it feels like the workers belt again cuz Gunther has it and he's had just a series of amazing matches and is currently in a storyline with Sheamus. They had an incredible match. I'm sure the next one will be incredible. It, it seems inevitable for Sheamus to finally win it because it's the one title he's never had, which I, I love that storyline of him, like why it is important. But the U.S. title, which never reached the heights that it had in WCW and the NWA before that, where, which is where it was born, because of Bobby Lashley's run with it, feels important. Like everybody wants to take him down. And he's doing whatever he can to... He's, you know, winning some of these matches, surviving some of these matches. Mm-hmm. But they're yes. fantastic matches that elevate. So now we have two workers' belts, one for each brand. This is, I still don't love a brand split. But having the shows feel unique and having very little crossover between them, which they are outside of the, the people who are un, who, who carry a title that can go on both shows, mm-hmm. definitely makes it work for me. Because they're both important for me to watch. Yeah, because they're loaded with storylines that don't involve the crossover, and even uh, even Survivor Series is not going to be Raw versus SmackDown, which
3: no, which I am very excited to see. I think that makes it really fun.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, it had a good run it means for it's a story while.
3: Story driven and not, you know, brand versus brand driven. Right, and yeah. I love stories.
1: These events, like pay per views, are at their best when they either further a story, end a story, or create a story. Totally. Survivor Series sort of culminated a mini story, but but it was like it was a bottle episode.
3: Yeah, it so frequently has to take a little detour away from what the long term storytelling is, or we have to wrap up storytelling to tell brand versus brand stuff and champion versus champion stuff, and it's like sometimes that works, and sometimes there is a story for it, or sometimes it makes sense, but a lot of the time, I feel like it, it feels like a bump in the road rather than part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, to me,
1: thrilling. I'm not going to put this over, but one of the things that made me happy this week was was his match to kick off Raw against Seth Rollins, which again, this is a headlining match. You could That, that is a main event match and they're jerking the curtain on Raw with an incredible match, the best spot of which is uh, Seth Rollins trying to do the stomp and Bobby Lashley being so strong, he doesn't move. United States champion in oh. Troubles! god i have never seen that before neither has rollins no movement at all on the stomp the back elbow rocks the jaw the challenger rollins sent to the floor rollins might as well try to stop a boulder rollins has never experienced
0: power like that of the united states champion
1: they have not done that in the history of seth rollins doing the stomp that i can remember so it felt like, oh, I've never seen that before. That's really good. That yeah. like Those are the things that make it seem like he'll have that belt forever, which is going to make it way more meaningful when he loses that belt. Yeah. So I just love that. Speaking of belts, uh, about 3% of AEW's belts were up for grabs on Wednesday. Uh, we have new tag champs with the Acclaimed. We have Jon sure. Moxley winning the proper AEW World Championship. Renee
2: is never getting that vacation. No, he will never, go, no. he'll, he'll never like, go on vacation.
0: what is a
3: daddy? What is yes. a daddy? Baby's never seen its dad.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> like, never going to happen. And
3: the mucks and the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cesaro, would, would you say that it was controversial? And I'm asking this just because I, I sincerely don't know. To have Chris Jericho win the, the Ring of Honor World Championship from Cesaro. It feels like Cesaro just got that belt. Yeah,
3: I don't know if it was controversial, but it was fucking deeply annoying because I... Yeah, as Julian points out it's controversial in the kelk household because I was watching <laughs> that match and I believe my exact reaction was oh for fuck's sake uh, <laughs> at which point I threw a tea towel down and left the room um, and not
1: because Jericho's <laughs> right yes I was like down. well
3: throw this tea towel to the settee not to the floor that's dirty <laughs> but I shall toss it onto the settee oh Anderson I know it was not happy my cat was furious about the whole thing we were both I mean and my other cat's a huge Cesaro fan so she was enraged sure Jericho's a great champion Jericho always gives good champion but also how many fucking times do i need to see jericho with a belt tony it made me sad because my immediate reaction was like well there goes there goes claudio uh, like that's been fun uh, it's been nice seeing you around on occasion on television not the internet mm. but also sometimes the internet I, I just really hope that they have big fucking plans for him. He better be moving directly into a championship future. No, that's <laughs>
2: exactly like... My thing is, is it, it's <sighs> got to be that they're taking it off of him and putting it onto Jericho because something is going to happen for him on Dynamite. That but has to that be But even that then
3: makes me mad because... If you have him lose the Ring of Honor Championship, then put him into an AEW World Heavyweight Championship feud against Mark Slate. It's like, But he just lost. Like, why does he move? And Because I, I hate, that's one of my least favourite wrestling moves, when you take a belt off someone to move them into another belt feud. Where I'm like, what? You just... Wait. Yeah, yeah. And obviously there's Blackpool Combat Club shenanigans building also into club shenanigans, which was cut off hilariously by the end of the broadcast. <laughs> I don't know if everyone else noticed that uh, when Brian sort of stole the belt back from moxley and then it just cut off with no reference to the whole thing i was like yikes um but no i was sad about i was sad about claudio dropping the belt yeah. so quickly
2: moxley definitely championship all-time dude who was obviously like wrestler's wrestler i'm glad he got the belt am i a little sad i didn't get to see a trader joe's version of that aew belt i am
3: because you know i would have made you i know i know i would have made you another know, one, you, know have, made you, another one. one that you made me last time <sighs> <laughs> I still have it it's gorgeous the eco championship version of the AEW belt that would be I want it
2: I want it so bad yeah, it would be
3: beautiful a sustainable AEW belt which in itself is a hilarious statement to me I know
2: I wonder how quickly Jericho's gonna lose the ring up of- nope don't do that Tanya <laughs> <laughs> and you don't mean to another wrestler you mean
3: physically lose look just <laughs> avoid steakhouses
1: isn't MJF next in line for yes Well,
3: he's got the chip. He can have it
1: whenever he wants. Um,
3: But yes, that's his thing.
2: It's so funny because it really is literally just money in the bank and not just in terms of it being. It is literally a chip that represents money that you put in. But it's also like.
3: (laughs) <laughs> much more cumbersome than a briefcase like you've got to walk around with a big giant round thing that's very difficult to hold I've, it's not easy is it a brief a briefcase does make a lot more I sense logistically assume that Stokes
2: holds that for him just like under his arm like a baby no it's like supporting it's the head
3: you know yeah it would take both of his arms. It's it would
2: take both of his arms. Yes. Yeah. I, I oh, sorry. No. Uh, as we all know, Stokely uh, Carmichael is a six foot eight man. Everyone is terrified of him. But yeah, no. It would really? take like it just wrap. Like it would be. It's so. It's so big. It's a big chip. Yeah. That's
3: great. Do, does he have to take it everywhere like the Money in the Bank briefcase? Yeah. Does he have to take it to the airport? Yeah, I think so. Because you got to put that. You can You're not in a carry on. He's going to
2: have to check. Luggage. And how is he going to fit that and the chip on his shoulder in like the same bag? They're so
3: big. Wah, 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 wah.
1: Wah, wah. <laughs> 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 also, Tony Storm is, is the interim women's champion.
2: Is yes. that right? We she got she won sure. the
1: interim women's championship.
2: Man, we got, yes. we, got, we got. We got. We got. We got. We got to stop with the interims.
3: What if? It's so what confusing. If, what if they just didn't do that? <laughs> what if? What if? Wild idea, Tony. Just if you listen to this, <laughs> just an idea. Like maybe don't do that. Just stop doing it. Just don't do it. I get the point. I understand what's happening. But it doesn't... And it was a rock and a hard it, place. I get like, he couldn't strip Thunder Rosa of the title yes. because it would have been... People would have been... Well, four people would have been furious. Us and Us. one other person. I don't know who, um, but someone else. Probably. And the rest of them would have been like, there's
1: women on this show. <laughs> Actually, it would have just been the sound of a toilet flushing.
3: <laughs> hmm. I don't know, man. It's It doesn't work, does it? Stop, stop with the interims let's all just agree that Rosa's not coming back. Rosa hates Rosa yeah. hates this she, Rosa place. Rosa wants to
1: leave. Rosa asked uh, for Rosa her release.
3: Rosa wants to leave. Rosa sat at home holding the, the belt being like, "Well, this is mine. This is mine." <laughs> right. So just like
2: have a match, take it off of her, pay her the rest of her contract and let that baby go back to AAA.
3: Even with the uh with with Moxley taking over the championship again, like it makes his interim Title run looks so dumb because it's like, is Moxley a three time champ now or two time? Like, I, what two and a half champs. Yeah, he's two and a half champs. Champ, 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 champ,
1: champ, 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 champ,
3: champ, 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 champ,
1: champ, 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 She's the ex-wife.
3: Okay, yeah. great, good to know. There you go. Who's Seth? <laughs> now I'm just recasting Three and a Half Men with the shield, and I'm uh, having Seth a great time in my head.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Seth is smiling. <laughs>
1: Well, if you have any thoughts on Two and a Half Champs, you can tell us about them in our Facebook group. And you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. You can find links to those in the show notes, I bet. When we come back, this is her house and her main event. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
0: Hal, do you know what I'm constantly sipping on while you guys are recording? I'm gonna guess it's a protein drink of some
1: sort so you can stay on brand.
0: You'd be absolutely correct. It's a drink from our friends at Soylent, the Complete Protein, a deliciously rich and creamy plant-based high protein nutrition shake with 30 grams of complete plant-based protein, 39 essential nutrients, and 0
1: grams of total sugars. As you prepare for your weekend, you need to check out Soylent's catalog of meals that come in the forms of squares or drinks. It's all cooking-free and cleanup free and it's delivered right to your door. The forbidden door, you say? No, it's just your front door. It's even less forbidden than the wrestling one. Well, that's fantastic. You know, Al,
0: I've got to say, one of the reasons that I have always enjoyed Soylent so much is because usually whenever uh, I I work out, I go in the mornings now because I like to be away from as many people as possible. And when I come back, it's almost time for work to start, and I don't have a ton of time to make a big, extensive breakfast like I would normally like to do. So I just grab something from Soylent... To give me my nutrition for the morning and get me going and get me ready and do shows like this one. And it's a lot of fun and it makes my life so much easier
1: having them around. That's the point of it, right? Is Especially if you're like going to be out all day and you're going to be running errands and stuff, it's very rare that you pack yourself food or that you even grab breakfast on the way out. So what do you wind up doing? You make an unhealthy choice. You get some fast food, something that maybe tastes good for a second, and then you're paying for it later, as opposed to Soylent, which tastes good and is actually good for you and gives you everything you need. Just pack it and go.
0: It's also real food. It's made from plant-based stuff, which I'm always prioritizing. It is also not made of a bunch of powders and weird stuff and weird additives they're trying to do to make sure that you get some like odd protein stuff. It's very, very natural stuff, and I always appreciate that. And the only thing better than real food is real food available at a discount.
1: So go to Soylent.com slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com slash tights and promo code T I G H T S for 20% off your first order. Make a smart choice for yourself. Do it for me. Do it for Julian. (laughs) Do it for me. But most of all, do it for the children. Hi, I'm Hal Loveland. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. And we're the hosts of We Got This With Mark and Hal, the weekly show where we settle the debates that are most important to you. That's right. What arguments are you and your friends having that you just can't settle? Apples or oranges? Marvel or DC? Fork versus spoon? Chocolate or vanilla? Best bagel? What's the best Disney song? We Got This With Mark and Hal every week on Maximum Fun. We do the arguing so you don't have to. Oh, all answers are final for all people for all time. We got this. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsey Kelk. Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to run. Anal bleeding. <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit. WWE done. I love cake.
3: I, I a hard fought victory. Live, Hal.
0: What? If somebody says I love bunnies this week, that'll be in there too. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna ask.
1: <laughs> Paige was one of the first names in WWE's rebooted women's division. Injury forced her to step away from performing in the ring, but she remained a big part of the shows for years before leaving the company earlier this year. Now she's made her debut in AEW as Soraya.
0: I can't believe this! I, I can't believe this!
1: Seen a ghost, but it's not a ghost! It's Soraya! Soraya in AEW! Holy
0: smokes.
1: Where she'll likely wrestle again for the first time since 2017. Want to be clear at this point, she is not medically cleared to wrestle, but you know, Edge fell off a bike and was like, my neck's fine, I'm gonna go wrestle now. So could happen to anybody. I wasn't watching NXT when she made her debut uh the the mm. in two, 2014 the WrestleMania after Raw where she came out and beat AJ Lee with the Rampage In like or, 3 uh, seconds yeah, I think it was the Rampage for the for the title Hello there. very sad when injury takes somebody out early and it can happen in wrestling maybe more frequently that and 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 american football are probably the two where you're most likely to to have a very short career if it's going to happen at all and she was like a catalyst for this this entire evolution that she didn't never really got to fully take part of which is kind of the great honor of her career and 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 one of the great tragedies of her career up to this point
2: So her coming out and beating AJ Lee, obviously AJ Lee has always said like, hey, I love Paige. Like uh, Mm -hmm. AJ Lee has always been like pro Paige. And now we know that obviously she had that movie made that was produced by The Rock. The rumors, I don't think we have confirmation of this, is that like as soon as he heard about who Paige was and what she was doing in WWE, he was like, we're making a movie. Like,
3: yeah, no, they, they did interviews about this. It is yeah. confirmed. Uh, Paige did an interview where she said they invited her and her family uh, to that Mania and they were all in a box together watching Mania and The Rock came in and said, uh, you're going to win the belt tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, it's <laughs> wild, isn't it? Because Crazy. We I didn't know and I don't know if any of us knew right. that her winning the belt at the Roar after Mania was storylines to make a movie but it's also which so come out several years from now. It's so It's, carny. So it's layers carny. and layers and layers yeah. of kayfabe, but it also was a fantastic storyline moment that worked perfectly, which is what's so clever about it. Like we didn't know that. And I, it didn't matter because it worked great. I, I was watching her in NXT at that yes, time same. and she was fucking great. It was wild because she was a
2: heel when that happened on NXT. And then she came over and had that
3: promo against AJ and instantly became a face. She was that beloved heel, right? It was that heel that you you fucking love to see her on the screen because you wanted to know what she was gonna say and you want to know what she was gonna do. Fantastic on the mic, fantastic physically. Yeah, great skill set, comes from obviously a wrestling family in the UK, was very well respected as a worker in the UK, has been wrestling since she was, a fetus, Uh, but also since she was 13, right? She was touring Europe in her very early teens, she worked Japan, she'd worked with a lot of, she worked with Natty I think before, so it's wild when you think, when you watch Fighting With My Family, when you see the documentary as well, that the girls in NXT seemingly were not so nice or welcoming to Paige, but she actually had... A shit ton of experience compared right. to a lot of the other women. She brought so much. I was at that Roar Aftermania in New Orleans, and it it was the smartest move to do it there for many reasons, and not just because it made for a great movie. But you know, it was always at the Roar Aftermania a fuck ton of Brits.
1: Uh, that, is a, that is a British
3: technical term. Is a fuck ton of Brits. And oh, so like a flock of seagulls? Yes, or like a fuck ton of Brits. That's what yeah. you call a traveling uh, gaggle of sports fans when <laughs> they moved across different continents uh, for, for British people. And I was sat in the international press section. So that was heavily dominated by Europeans and Brits. And that fucking pop, mm-hmm. it was magnificent. And we didn't see it coming and we didn't know. And the people, a couple of people were like, oh, I heard maybe Paige is coming up. And we were all like, no, it's too soon. She's like, it's to a sword. She's doing such great stuff at NXT. Let's establish her there first. And then it's like, oh, fuck.
2: Right. And, and it was one of those things where it's like, uh, so recently some folks have been like, oh, like they should bring back the butterfly belt. Um, and other people have been like, uh, no, let's not. I am of two minds of the subject, like Two-Face, where it's like, on the one hand, being much like Elle in Legally Blonde being feminine doesn't take away your power but also forcing that femininity on women who might not fit that role isn't like fair to them a lot of people like trish stratus saw that that had been said and like literally just put out a tweet that said no Uh, someone was like they should bring back the butterfly belt and she goes no Mm -hmm. and people got a little bit like cranky pants about it and it's it's not about denigrating the legacy of the women that came before look they did what they was paid to do what they was told to do if they were told to do what the women in nxt and what the evolution wound up being if they were told to do that they would have fucking did that they love yeah. this business and they did what they were supposed to do but it's also like someone on twitter said this like this isn't mine but like if you were watching the olympics And the men were getting these beautiful, like, gold and silver and bronze medals. And then the women do their events, and they get, like, fucking butterfly medals. You'd have an opinion.
3: Come on. Exactly. I honestly, the only time I would bring it back, which would be the best time to bring it back, would be, like, when Cody brought back the old IC belt. You should have... Like, I mean, a Carmella, for example, but if Carmella ever won the belt and was like, oh, I'm bringing back the butterfly belt for my reign, like, and that, that would, would be, be fucking great. And yeah, like that would be a Like big the spinner belt? like the yeah. like, like the Trader Joe's belt? Like, yeah, exactly. Whenever anyone fucks with a belt as a heel move, I love it. I love it. And that would be super fun, but it would, you know, yeah, you'd do it as a temporary thing. But yeah, don't, don't bring it back. We've moved on.
2: We've moved moved forward. But also, it was a big, big deal when Paige wound up getting it. Because, again, we did wind up, a whole thing of AJ Lee's was like, can't nobody touch me. I'm the only real wrestler, blah, 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 blah. And then Paige comes out and does her like, hey, like, I really like you. And it's like, okay, well, like, two days ago, you were the biggest heel in NXT. And then, boom, drops her. Yeah, Amazing. Amazing.
1: What's crazy about Paige in particular is she's thirty years old. She was twenty one yeah, or, or twenty two when she mm-hmm. won the the butterfly belt. And I agree with everything that both of you said. Like, I it's not. Right, let me let me cover with a man's point of view. No, I I she was twenty one years old, twenty two years old when she did when she did what she did initially. The the, the stars of today, Bailey's thirty three, Becky Becky Lynch is thirty five. So she's young even by the standards of the women who are yeah. running the division now. Of all of the what ifs that exist in that division, she will forever be the biggest one unless right. she somehow cleared to compete competes in AEW and then decides to return. I th- I think <sighs> she has she has major unfinished business in in WWE always did. Left on good terms. Mm. I don't blame her for going to AEW at all whatever Whatever. She well, no, was WWE obviously let her for go. Her. Yeah,
2: yeah. They, no, WWE let her go because they said they have nothing. They had nothing for her, is what they exactly. said. Exactly. But something that we talk about on the podcast is like we worry about people's injuries and like their necks. I want to know where the next door is. I don't know right. who do I talk to? Where is the next door? Whatever. I would like to know this, and I'm not her doctor. I don't know what she can or cannot do. I know that on the AEW roster, she is on there with a record indicating wins and losses. So she might wind up actually being in the ring. And you know me, I worry so much about people in their baby bird necks. But Daniel Bryan is working. Edge is working. But my personal ick and squick has nothing to do with what she should be doing with her career. And I am happy for her, and she is an adult who makes her own decisions, but I'm never going to watch it. It's going to take two years, like it has with Edge, like Mm -hmm. it has with Daniel Bryan, Mm -hmm. for me to watch a match with her and not be like, please don't die, please don't die, please don't die in the ring. And that's also probably because of my history of when I started watching wrestling,
1: to be fair. I think there's a perception of like a double standard that she's being held to as compared to the other like the men who came back and that's I'm sorry. It's bullshit. Like we were squeamish when Daniel Bryan came back squeamish <laughs> yeah, when Edge yeah. came back. Just like you said squeamish for her. But ultimately, whatever she wants to do is what is. Yes. Yeah. We're a
3: broadly squeamish crew. I think that's. Yeah. that's oh, we are say. so squeamish. <laughs> uh, we like to protect our babies. Baker with her bloody nose no thank you
1: oh god no, Snuff. Um, thank you. but much. yeah I just Don't think like Paige, is,
3: Paige has such a physical style like so many she you know she's a smaller statured human
1: mm-hmm. and she's yes.
3: all of her moves and all of her in ring technique is just it it literally is the personification of that scream that she does when she gets into the ring. She hurls her whole body at you. Yeah. And
2: she literally crawls on you and oh, like her submission move was like I'm going to crawl up your body like a sexy spider mm-hmm. and like wrap myself around you. That's literally her
3: like that's her finisher. Yeah. Yeah, and because she's smaller, you know, she has the Alexa Sasha tendency where people will hurl her around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she not, will sell it like good she's dying. Neck. Yep, exactly. Uh, I just, I'm very anxious. I, I miss her in the ring. I truly loved her. Mm, I know I some people too. have said, oh, I actually didn't like her in the ring. Her matches mm. with Emma, that whole run with Emma in NXT was just so good. Yeah, I do, I do believe she was a game changer. Like her aesthetic, we were talking about the butterfly belt. I do think it was a big... Catalyst for the change the changes that came when you saw her aesthetic contrasted to the butterfly belt. I'm sorry.
2: She looked so different
3: from and again, yeah, and we've talked so about different. this. And
2: and obviously, we have to put it in context of where WWE was then. Having this very, very pale goth girl against all of Vince's blondes, mm-hmm. it was different. And yes, I know. I know. Yeah.
3: Is she still conventionally attractive? Of course. But aesthetically, there was a contrast there uh, and it it jars something and it makes you look at things differently. Her entire presentation was different. She never felt she was one of the first women that came through to me that it didn't feel like she was coming through a male gaze. If she played into her sexuality, she was in control of it. She was doing it. It, It's her house. You know, she's like, this is me. I am who I am. I own this. This is all mine. And I think that was a huge thing. And that, to me, really did come through her her actions in the ring. I think her character came through in her work. And that's a veteran move, you know? She always knew who she was. Even Becky. How long did it take Becky to work out who Becky is? How long did it take Charlotte and Sasha to nail who they are from the day they arrived at NXT, if you go all the way back? Paige was Always, Paige. Here's a little secret, champ to champ. Title reigns end, and Nikki's gonna get her rematch, and she's gonna bring a little hippie sister, and a little third wheel, and they're gonna take that back, and the Divas division is gonna go back right where it was. There is no revolution, Charlotte. You
2: are just a placeholder. And there is a reason why when they brought up the four horsewomen and had them do those factions, that Paige was at the forefront of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In uh, the Submission so Sisters, which they quickly young. learned was not so the name. Yeah. For yeah. Yeah. PCB.
3: PCB for us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but there was a reason why they recognized that like, hey, we're going to have Paige be at the forefront of this to introduce these new stars. And at the same time build up the other stars who are women who are already in this and have already
3: been doing this. And there was a reason why they made her the face of this. She was a real bridge. She was a real bridge. She Mm -hmm. carried a lot of weight for someone that was so young. She really did so much. And I, I, like you say, Hal, it just breaks my heart that we never got to see the fullest expression of it. I agree. And I'm hoping
2: that now this can be one of those mocks type runs where she can get the flowers that maybe she didn't get before.
1: Y'all are making faces.
2: Look, well, I know. She's, but she, you know I'm a hopeful little fucking baby. She, well,
1: <laughs> well, I want to talk about that in a second. But but I want to circle back. She's there at the beginning of the women's evolution. But she gets mm-hmm. injured. She, yes. she gets released by WWE because they have nothing for her mere months yeah. before vince mcmahon is finally they finally get him he's gone and now we have a regime under triple h where the women are main eventing and feel important and all have storylines so she misses again an opportunity to come in it feel it, like it feels like as much as she's accomplished and this is to take nothing away from what she's done that she is like the queen of just missed it and now mm-hmm. To bring that back, she finds herself in AEW, which, good for her, smart signing Mm. by them. She is immensely talented, even if she never sets foot in the ring. But admittedly, Mm -hmm. even by their own fan base, or some within the fan base, the women's division is very poorly handled. It's very, very rarely featured in a full way on TV. You just wonder, is this going to be another Athena? Is it going to be another Ruby Soho, where there's some heat and then they disappear for a long time and come back every once, for, once in a while, but they've been there all along because they're on YouTube. Like, is she going to become a YouTube fixture for them? Like, what is the long-term plan here? Do you feel like she can break that cycle or is it really, it doesn't matter who it is, When it's set up that way in the culture, it doesn't matter who you have on your roster. It just gets handled the same way.
2: It does seem like because of the um, everything that happened after the grape bomb, whatever, I will say, I don't know who Tony's been listening to. But like even like the statements he's been putting out has been like, that's not Tony Khan. That's Tony Khan speaking to a PR person who turns it into PR, which is great because PR Is what works for you. PR is not bad. And so it seems like Tony is at a spot. I don't know this dude, but it seems like he's at a spot now where he's actually like listening to other people instead of being like, I could just do it all. Like, just let me do it, everything. And so I'm wondering if maybe hopefully, and I know I'm the hopeful baby. I know who I am. I'm the daughter of hope. But it does feel kind of like. Tony is starting to listen and absorb. And I think, is it because he has to? Because he's recognizing that, like, he is in charge of a company. And it it does mean that he has to, like, take all of his advisors in and not just, like, go off on a cuff or whatever. Maybe. I don't care what it is. No one, except for maybe MJF at All Out, got a bigger pop than Paige has gotten in the last, what, like, six months? Sorry, Soraya. Also, stop making fun of... People are like, oh, Soraya is a terrible name. It's her actual name. It's her, her actual
3: name. name. That's what's so yeah, funny. What I saw hell? so many people coming for her on Twitter. I'm like, it's, guys, it's her name. Like, it's, it's her, her name. It's her literal birth name. It's her actual name. Uh, it's her name yeah. that her parents gave her. I mean, if anyone can do it, she can do it, right? That's the thing. I think what's going to be really interesting to see is what her role is. Uh, yes. If she were coming in to wrestle... I don't know where she fits in exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, do you have her side with a team? Do you have her be like, this is mine. I'm taking it. I hate all of you equally. I'm just going right. to work my way up and become yes. the champion because none of you deserve it and I do. Right. If she's going to come in in a more supervisory capacity, that could be good too. Does she just come in and say this division is a shit show? I'm yeah. taking over. Like I, I find that quite appealing because I know she's good at that. She was a great GM. She's uh, a great does GM. she come in and just say, This is my house in that I am managing said house? I'm house mother. <laughs> <laughs> is she brown owl to this troop of brownies? I cannot yes. say. Uh, I actually think that's the more time. compelling right. It's cookie time when she says it's cookie time. <laughs> I think that's a more compelling story to me because then she's she's a floater, right? She's not a good guy or a bad guy. She's just like, hey, I'm here to get this division into shape. It's been floundering for too long. There's too much talent here. Like, I think they should address that. I, that's what I would do. I would have her address it and, and say, it, I, I won't allow this. I'm having this. Right. And then later, if she's cleared to wrestle later, she does it later, you know, that's a great turn too. You know, she crowns a new champion and then she turns on them and says, now it's mine, now I want it. You know, there's there's a lot to play with there, but that's where I think she'd be most effective and that's where I would love to see her.
1: Agreed. Well, you've heard what we think. Let's hear what you think. Alison on Facebook said, I remain unconvinced that it will change anything for the women's division, especially for elevating the massive group of underutilized talent that mostly gets seen on actual TV maybe once or twice a year. Sarah Parkin1 on Twitter said, I think Toni Storm is going to be rightly pissed when she gets sidelined as champ because Brit vs. Soraya takes up the One Dynamite segment each week. TV's Mm -hmm. Kevin Lanigan on Twitter said, I'm perilously worried about her getting seriously hurt again, but he loved the pop she got. Goes on to say, There are a lot of talented ladies at AEW. What they need more than anything is more match time to show it. Agreed. Well, if you want to talk more about Soraya's future in AEW and celebrate her storied past with people who love wrestling like you do, join our Facebook group and follow us on Twitter. Links are down in the show notes. And when we come back, we've got three things from wrestling to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Most game shows quiz contestants about topics they don't even care about.
3: But for more than 100 episodes, the Go Fact Yourself podcast has asked celebrity guests trivia about topics they choose for themselves.
1: And introduced them to some of their personal heroes along the way.
2: Oh my gosh. Shut up. (laughs) Oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh my
3: stuff.
1: Join me, Jake Heath Van Stratton,
3: and me, Helen Hong, along with guests like DJ Jazzy Jeff, Yardley Smith, Roxanne Gay, and so many more on the Trivia Game Show podcast, Go Fact Yourself.
1: Twice a month, every month on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by...
2: Danielle Radford. And... Lindsey Kelk. Why did this, I say that all sexy? I don't know. you all. you all, baby. It. It's just Ugh, your so default weird. mode. Just
1: upsetting. This week we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the Three Count. Watch my three count. One, two, three. Danielle, what would you like to put over?
2: There is a MMA live podcast. I don't usually listen to them a lot because as y'all know, I don't enjoy real fights with real people really hurting themselves. But MJF was on a podcast this week where he actually had like he had to ride the line because he was (laughs) both like it was amazing. Like it was really a masterclass and it showed how great MJF is. MJF was A, getting over the character of MJF, B, smoothing over without actually being able to say anything, all of the tension and everything that is going on in the AEW locker room. And he had to also just put over AEW in general. And I think that he did a really, really fantastic job of it. And it was incredibly incredibly difficult um the mma hour is where he did it and there's clips of it online and people have quoted it but it's worth literally he comes up first so you can scrub through it it's like 45 minutes watch it while you're like playing whatever game
0: digitally anyway here's a clip if you're not watching then you're not a student of the game and you should be ashamed of yourself i watch everything everything i watch stuff that's going on right now I watch I stuff from all the way back in the past. I watch World Class. I watch Mid-South. I watch AWA. If How the hell are you going to be the best version of yourself if you don't study your craft? Great, great, great interview.
1: Lindsay, what would you like to put over?
3: I almost don't know how to say it because nothing about this feels right.
1: Uh-oh.
3: Oh. <laughs> Mace and Mansoor came down the ramp from Max and male models mm. and Braun comes running through and smashes through them. And I, it's made me so happy. I don't <laughs> oh. care for Braun Strowman when there's no Nicholas around. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> care when this moment happened, if it's this week, last week, next week. It will live in my brain forever as just one of those beautiful wrestling moments that all week... I've just had an exceptionally shitty couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. And you've just had, like, a lot of things just yeah. keep on coming. Every day, sure. it's a new fucking thing. Yeah. Um, across the whole spectrum of life stuff. It's just been like a really stressful couple of weeks. And every so often the image of Mansor and I uh, sorry Marseille, uh, Mace posing in their back to school outfits. Just stood in the middle in the middle of the ramp posing and then just getting obliterated, knocked out the way. Like Keith Lee Adam Cole level <laughs> of bouncing off <laughs> the fucking rails. It makes me so, the looks on their faces, I have I have mentioned this on the pod before, how impressed I've been at what they've done with Max and male models. If we are seeing the end of that, or if we're at least seeing uh, Max Dupree uh, moving away from that group, and it's just going to be Maxine and the boys, that's fine too, because we were all excited to get LA Night back. Yes, but please. I cannot commend those fellas enough for what they have done with what initially started out as a bag of doggy chow like they have (laughs) killed it and that one moment for me is like fashion police fashion peaks level perfection Mm. of a comedy moment that works and does not take anything away from who and what they are and i just loved it i'm sorry but just someone get me a gif of the looks on their faces <laughs> when they realize what is about to happen and they just get nailed and it is so good. Uh thanks fellas. So it's a real treat for the senses.
1: It's Please go treat. and check it out. It really was wonderful. Uh I want to put over two things. It's my turn to put over two things. Two things ones
2: here. Look, you've been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah.
1: You have so you you're backed up. Here here's number 1 is a report uh, from, I think, Fightful Select, something, something like that, about a corporate meeting that, that uh, Nick Khan Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H had with the corporate employees where they expanded the number of holiday days, promised a more flexible work schedule and just better sort of working environment to help increase morale, which that stuff always works. I can tell you from working in a corporate environment when you allow for flexibility uh, mm. For people to do their work, either from wherever they please or on a shifted schedule, that not only will you get better work from them, but they'll be much happier working for you. That's just that's just a stone cold fact. And that's the bottom line, because Loveland said so. The other thing.
2: <laughs> Wait, so everyone gets off Juneteenth?
1: That's yes, fine. The no, office go is, on. The office no, go is on. closed it's fine. That's right. Yeah. No, go on. It's yeah, fine. That's right. Everybody gets off <laughs> Juneteenth. <laughs> OK, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Uh <laughs> Uh, uh. Also, I'm a big fan of unscripted moments, the little things that make a wrestling show better. And on SmackDown, uh, Paul Heyman, during during the match between uh, Ricochet and Sami Zayn, bumped into the table, like spilled soda on Michael <laughs> Cole's papers. And when Michael Cole complained about it, he went over and grabbed the soda and dumped it all over the rest of the papers. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think we have some audio of that moment. Ricochet at two and a half, kicks out. Paul Heyman can't believe it. Thanks, Paul. Knocked my
0: soda all over my papers here at ringside. Good job. Oh, look what you started,
1: Cole. I just bought this suit. That's mature. That's, that, that's mature, Paul. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. You Thank can you
2: really see, like, how long these people have been working together and, mm-hmm. like, the relationship they have. And, I mean, because honestly... Knocking over his stuff doesn't feel like a Paul Heyman move. It feels like a Pat McAfee move. Yeah. On accident. So I love the fact that Paul was like, obviously I messed up, but there's nothing to do now but to lean into it because I am Paul Heyman. Well, It just seems like they're all having so much fun. Yeah. They seem like they're having the time of their lives right now.
1: It's the best of improvising, of not letting something drop and turning it into something. Like it just, you know, you could easily have, have just sort of dealt with it in the moment and and let it go and moved on. But instead, Michael Cole calls it out. And that, that is Paul Heyman's signal to do it more. It's just yes. a great, well-crafted little bit little bit of business that at least seemed unscripted. If it was scripted, all the more power to you. My goodness. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. You can follow me at Hal Lublin for all the fun things I'm working on, including... Video games that are coming out later on, I can't wait to talk more about them, but, Tee-hee. you know, it's out there. You can you can see and play lots of fun things, like I do. I don't play any games that I'm in, but... I sure do enjoy Fortnite and NBA 2K because I'm 12. Danielle Radford.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just keep following me on at Danielle Radford. Um, I've got some fun stuff coming out. So uh, when I am able to uh, let y'all know about these fun little one-offs and like maybe future projects, I will let you know on my Twitter, which is at Danielle Radford. Um, you can follow me on my Instagram, at Danielle underscore Radford, where I occasionally post, I have got to start doing better, but that also means, like, cleaning my apartment, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, same for TikTok. That also involves cleaning my apartment, No, I'm not going to do that. What if um, you joined
3: Cleaning Talk?
1: Yeah. Oh, That's Cleaning whole Talk thing. is huge. Love Cleaning Talk.
2: No,
3: no one
1: follows me. Follow many.
3: I... They do, and they'd pay. Um, But that's another conversation for another time. Okay, uh, Because I'm literally the bitch-you-live-like-this meme.
2: Like, that's, (laughs) like, me. Like, like bitch-you-live-like-this? Yes, I live like this, but my cats is happy. Um,
3: (laughs) But, yeah, so you can find me on all of those
1: places. Wonderful. Lindsay?
3: I'd like to put over Danielle's... Elvis trailer Yes
1: So good Firstly
3: First and foremost I want everyone to go watch The Elvis honors trailer Because I've watched it four times And that's in the last 24 hours Um, And then other than that, books, baby. We got books. The Christmas wish is coming so soon. Um, So, yeah, you can pre-order. Baby's got the pre-order. And I'm going to have a book tour to announce soon. Um, A Bunch of dates up and down the UK in November. And looking like. Two events in the Greater LA area. Uh, which hey. is really exciting. Yeah. So it looks like we'll be able you to do some- You never do shit here. I never do shit here. Oh, I'm going. Right? But yeah, we've been asked to do a couple of events, one on the east side, one on the west side. So B.
2: Oh, I'm going. Bitch, as soon come as on. I
3: have that confirmed, I will let you all know. Please come. <gasps> Please it. come, everyone, in the Greater LA area.
2: Everybody come. Oh yeah. my god, yes. I didn't you never do events here. Okay. I never do events
3: here. I'm I'm dressing up. I'm going to dress like a book. I'm just saying. Apparently, this book is good, and they want me to do events here. (laughs) One might be in Pasadena, so Julian can even come. Wild, wild days. Who are you going to Romans? I hope
1: you're going to. I cannot
3: speak to it, Julian, but perhaps in Romans.
1: Romans 24 yeah. 12. And the Lord did <laughs> the say, Lindsay count.
0: will return to Pasadena. Sorry, Roman's Reigns. Sorry. That had to be. Yeah, ba- and
3: that, I will have a t shirt that says Roman's Reigns <laughs> and it will be perfect. Uh, but yeah, all of that's going to get announced soon. Um, but yeah, books, 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 baby.
1: Our producer is Damage Puntroll, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. They're in the show notes, don't you know? That's also where you can find the official Titan Fights t-shirt. Won't you wear the shirt for the people? We'll be back next <laughs> week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Fights.